Good morning, everyone, or afternoon, uh, whenever you're watching this. It's Kieran here from uh, North. It's really great to be with you wherever you are. If you're in a house church this morning, if you're meeting in a larger gathering, or if um, you're watching this on Facebook, uh, it's really good to connect with you and to be able to share with you this morning. We are entering into a new series. Uh, we're entering into a new series on the names of Jesus. You know, the way he has revealed himself and who he is. Saviour, Lord, healer, Lamb of God, Bread of Life, Son of Man. These may be some of the names that come to mind. And I think this is the perfect time for us to set our eyes on him amongst all that is happening in our personal lives, uh, in our church, as the church as a whole in this world. Across the world, everything that's taking place, it's as we look to Him, I believe everything comes into perspective. And I really encourage you during this time, maybe even leading up to Christmas, consider meditating on the names of Jesus and maybe read through one of the Gospels. You know, the Gospel of John, I've been reading, it's so great that the way that Jesus reveals Himself in so many ways. So before we, we start, um, let's just pray. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that we come to yeah, to meet with you, Lord, and to gather together, to lift up your name, um, to grow together, to encourage one another. Lord, I just pray that your word this morning would, would minister to our hearts, that would really change us, that we would have ears to hear and eyes to see what you were saying I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would convict and encourage and refine us all and draw us to yourself, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So the name of Jesus that I want us to look at today is Jesus is the light of the world. What comes to mind when you think of Jesus as the light of the world. Maybe you can just close your eyes with me for a second. What comes to mind as Jesus, as the light of the world? As you keep your eyes closed, think of this. Think of light that overcomes darkness. Light that is all-encompassing. Covering everything and covering everyone. You know, in John 1, verse 4 to 5, it said, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Keep your eyes closed. John 1.9, he says this, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. You can open your eyes now if you join me in that, that exercise. Of, of imagining who he is as the light, the light that overcomes. You know, Jesus, we know, stepped down into the darkness as a light of this world to bring life and the darkness could not overcome him. He is the true light to everyone, it says. The true light to everyone. And we know that he came as a light to bring light amongst this darkness and to overcome our sin and our darkness so that we are brought into life 
with him forever, the one who is the sustainer of life. And often we see that he calls us to come and see. You know, as the light comes, the lost are found, the blind see, and the sinners are saved. You know, Israel was expecting a king who would overcome. And they were entrenched in this this darkness under the rule of the Roman Empire, hoping that they would have a Messiah who would come as the king, who would overcome and establish a new kingdom. And Jesus did come to overcome, but he came as the light of the world to overcome the darkness not, not in the same sense of the kingdom of this world, but to come and to rescue a people for himself for a new kingdom beyond this world. And he came to overcome the power of death and the power of sin in our lives. Today we're going to look at, at John three sixteen to 21. So if you want to open up there with me, because that's where we're going to land. John three sixteen, verses 16 to 21. And we know this, we know the, the first part of this verse and it's, it's so easy to become desensitized, but my hope is that you were able to see the beauty um, in this message this morning as we read it again. So from verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. I don't know about you, but because I've known this verse for so long, perhaps I've become desensitized and I can often forget the motive of our father, that he so loved the world, that he so loved you and me your family, your friends, even your enemies, all before anyone acknowledged him, he loved us. Our God loves this world. He loves humanity. He proved this by giving his one and only son, so that by believing in him, by receiving him, by trusting in him, that we would be saved. And that we would not perish. That we would actually have life forever with Him. And I want you to to focus on God's intention here. God's intention, His motive in sending His Son was not to condemn the world. And and if you think of the word condemn, I looked up a dictionary, dictionary meaning to help me. It says to express complete disapproval or to communicate almost like a death sentence over us. No, his goal, his motive, his true love was that he sent his son so that you and me and this world would be saved. And we see elsewhere in scripture that it says he does not take pleasure in the punishment of the wicked. His motive, his true intention is that he loves us and he loves this broken world. And that's why he sent his son. I want you to step up this morning and and realize that he loves you. I believe that is so easy to forget. Let's continue. Whoever believes in him 
is not condemned. But whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. So we see that it's clear as we looked at in John 3.16 that he loves us. But our God is holy and he is good and he is righteous and he values human life so much that he punishes sin. And if he did not, he would not be good. He would not be right. And it says here that for those of us who believe in Jesus, that we are not condemned. That by trusting in him, that we no longer stand in condemnation. Because we are in him. But to be outside of him is to stand in condemnation. It's to stay in darkness. It's to be outside of him who is the light. You know, Jesus, as it says, the light has come into the world, but many have rejected him. Many rejected him then, and many have rejected him today. And it says that it's because they love darkness. They love their sin. We see elsewhere in, in Romans where it talks about how you know, humanity has exchanged uh, uh, God, exchanged worshipping the true God for created things instead of worshipping Him who is the Creator. You know, and this leads to all kind of seeking. You know, for me, I know it was seeking the pleasures of this world in the form of the thrills of sex or chasing of success or approval and the glory that I get from man and chasing the world's rewards in whatever form that is. And we've been there. I'm sure some of you were once there. And maybe this morning, maybe this is where you currently are. Maybe you are in darkness because you have not received him. You know, it says those who do wicked things hate the light, which is to hate Jesus. You see, to stay in darkness, to not receive him, is to live in a place of rejecting him. To not trust him, to not receive him, is to be in a place of hatred towards the one who loves you, the one who has come to save you. And it says here that, that they and, and those in this world do not come to Jesus as the light because their actions, their works, their lives will be exposed. You know, this word exposed can give this negative connotation. None of us want to be exposed. We live in a culture where to be exposed is to have light shine on our failures, our short failings to bring about a shame. And this brings a condemnation. But look... Look at the one who is exposing. Look at the one who is the light. And I believe this is the saddest part at times when those who reject Jesus 
is that we know Jesus did not come to condemn you, but to save. His purpose was to save, to rescue us from our darkness, to shine as the light in this dark world. You know, I always say that the day when my sins were exposed before Jesus was the best day of my life. And even the days following, as we continue to be people that receive him and allow his light to come into our lives and to walk in this place to shine light on the broken parts of our life, the sin in our life that can can often come and, and try and overwhelm us, even as Christians. I believe even as it's Christians, it's easy for us to run from God, to run from the light Jesus and to run into darkness. And I believe it's because We have forgotten his love. We have forgotten that he came to save us and not to condemn us. That he has overcome these things. Not that we would be left in this place of darkness, but that he would would save us and restore us and heal us and do a new thing in us as we come to him in our brokenness. I believe that we've often forgot his character. And we remain here at times. And yes, when we read this in John, it's talking about those who are unbelievers who who stay in darkness. And that may be you this morning. But I believe even as believers at times, we have walked to the light. We have received him. And yet we can turn back and we can and walk into darkness and forget how good he is. Forget the way that he loves us. He says, come to me, come and see, look to me. Allow me to bring life where there is death. Allow me to heal where there is brokenness. And if we trust that the one who actually exposes us is not seeking to destroy us, but to save us and to restore us, to give us life, then we will run to him because we know that he loves us. And he continues. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. You know, to walk in truth is to come into the light. I always think of that saying, you know, shedding light is to, is to walk in the truth, is to walk with Jesus. And so what does it look like to, to walk in this light Well, it's to come to him. It's to seek him. It's to know him. It's to set our eyes on him. It's to depend on him in our everyday life. It's to worship him. It's to call on his name in our times of temptation. It's in our times of distress that we call on him. It's to bring our sin and our brokenness to him. And it's to obey him. It's to trust in his ways as he shines our path so that we do not walk in darkness, but instead that we would walk in light. And you know what? This can be uncomfortable. This takes faith. But as we walk with him, he saves us, he restores us, and he heals us. And it's all worth it. You know, it goes on to say that when we do this, It may be clearly seen that our lives, our changed lives, our once dark lives, transformed from death 
to life, from addiction to freedom, from shame, from shame to knowing that we are loved and that we are free. And that our lives would would then point towards this amazing transformation that Jesus has done in us as the light. That the the world would see our lives, they would see our, our actions, the way that we love one another, the way that we love our families, our friends, even our enemies, and that they would see that we have been transformed by Him, the true light. And that He's able to to demonstrate Himself, His glory, His goodness, His light through us. That we can show even in the parts of our lives that have been so broken that He has come and done such a, a great thing in us and is continuing to do a great thing in us. You know, I think of Matthew 5 Verse 14 to 16, Jesus says to his disciples, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and what give glory to your Father who is in heaven. The beautiful thing is that we have become sons and daughters of the light. That we have become a light to this world as we continue to remain in Him, the true light. And as He begins to work through us, the light that overcame the darkness, the one who gave us His life for us on the cross, took on the darkness of our sin. And the whole world sin upon himself, the one that who overcame death and the one who overcame darkness and our sin to save us, the one who rose again, the light that has overcome the world, the light of the world. This is the one who saves us and works through us. You know, in my journey, when I came to Christ and and I said, Jesus, come into my life. Come into these dark places. I am sorry. I need you. There's a journey. It's a journey. And I remember when I was 16 years old, I was at this conference in Orange. And, and Sammy was there, my now, my now wife, with our baby on the way, mind blown. We were there and we were worshipping at this conference. And God had been speaking to me for quite some time. And he was saying to me, Kieran, you need to, to go and, and, and I guess expose this sin that you've once, uh, uh, you're struggling with and that you've done and, and to bring it into the light because in light there is, there is no power. Almost imagine that, that in darkness our sin is like mold and it, it continues to grow. But as we allow ourselves to be open to his light, he heals us and changes us. And so I remember that I felt so convicted that he wanted me to go and confess my sin to someone. And there was this guy that I knew, which was a friend of a friend. He was in the back prayer room during this conference. And I didn't want to leave Sammy's side. I remember I was like, this is so sweet, you know. But I went in there and I remember I was so afraid, but I was so convicted that I wanted to reveal this so that God would heal and restore and do a new thing. And so I shared and I confessed this sin that I'd never told anyone to this random guy. And he responded in grace and he prayed for me. 
And then I remember coming out and listening to the rest of the message and I got prayed for and, you know, classic Pentecostal style, I fell over and, you know, um, and I don't, you know, and I laid there and I remember just the joy, the joy that, that God had brought me to a place where I knew that he loved me and that I was able to share this with someone. You couldn't wipe the smile off my face. I felt free. But you see, the, the journey didn't stop there. In that same area, then I told my other friend and then I felt convicted to tell my mom and, and soon my wife and others. And as, as I began to confess and to open myself up to the light, which I believe confession was a really important part of that, his healing came and continued to restore me. And all the way up until right now that I can share this with you, his healing has come and, and done a work in me in this part of my life. You know, maybe this morning or, or this afternoon or wherever you're watching this, He is calling you from your darkness into His light. Maybe you haven't received Jesus. Maybe you have loved your sin and you have, have stayed in that place because you didn't want to be exposed. But can I tell you, when you realize the one who exposes, when His light comes, the one that loves you, that has died for you, when you turn from your darkness into Him, you can know that He loves you, that He is for you. And Jesus is calling you this morning. Jesus is calling you to come to Him. You know, and maybe you're a believer and, and you forgot that Jesus is calling you to go to others and that in the way that you go to others, that He may call you to confess some of your sin in your life. As we see in James, it talks about this healing that comes when we're able to confess our sins to one another and pray. Do you desire that you would be healed? Then maybe God right now, His Holy Spirit is convicting you to, to speak to someone. Do it. Know that it is good, that His light will bring healing. Maybe you need prayer over an area of your life that you've kept hidden. Maybe you need to go to someone and and maybe to apologize this morning to, to share what, what bitterness has grown in you. Maybe you need again to just meditate on His love for you this morning. To realize again that His miss, mission was to save us and not to condemn you. You can trust His character. You can trust that He knows everything in your heart and He is calling you to come to Him. You know, our world right now is amongst darkness. But we know the true light that has overcome all darkness. His name is Jesus. Let's look to him this morning. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending your son because you love us. Thank you that you sent your son not to condemn us, but to save us. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the true light that brings light to the whole world, to all nations. That you have brought salvation, that you have come to, to die in our place so that we would be free from our sin. And that you overcame the darkness of our sin and over death and you rose again so that we would rise with you, that we would have life and life eternally. That we would not stay in a place of deserving condemnation and be outside of your life and your light in our darkness. Know that we would be free, that we would be healed, that we would be restored, and that we would be a light to others 
as you shine through us, Lord. God, I pray right now for anyone who has not received you. God, I pray, Holy Spirit, that they would receive you this morning, the great and true light. They would not be afraid of being exposed, but they would know that you love them, Lord. Father, for those who who know you and have received you, have received your Son who has received you, Jesus, for those of us who call you our Lord, who know you, if there are parts of our lives that we have been running from you, we come to you again right now, Jesus. And we come to you knowing that your light brings freedom. We bring our sin, we bring our shame, we bring any of the things that have been holding us back from truly uh, being healed and truly walking in your light. And we give them to you this morning. We pray this in your powerful name, Jesus. Amen. One last thing I just want to leave with you. I'm going to hand some questions to those um, that are leading and it's good to discuss. But before we discuss, I've also sent out some some songs, some song suggestions. And I, I really want to encourage you before you go into the questions Can you pray? Can you maybe put those songs on and begin to pray together, to begin to reflect on Him who is the light today? All right. God bless you guys, and I hope He does a work in you this week. Amen.